NRL edition finals time. Finally, finals. We are in the real season now. Oh, yeah. Well, half the teams that played on the weekend were in the real season. Let's be honest. <laughs> Some just didn't even show up. Of course, we're talking about the weekend that was of footy finals. And we only had the four games starting on Friday night with the Broncos hosting the Storm. This is the preliminary final. So it was not win and in, lose and out. It is basically the top four teams play and they get a chance to play or to get a chance to have a bye next week. Regardless of what happens, the loser will get a home final next week Mm -hmm. so yes we go to our friday night game from suncorp stadium sold out apparently fifty-two thousand, mainly broncos fans obviously was a back-to-back for broncos storm they played the previous week as well um the jerseys were not many of the players were though many (laughs) of the players for both sides were rested in week 28 this Mm -hmm. was obviously best side against best side Unfortunately for the Storm, their best side was no match for the Broncos. Oof. As the Broncos take this one 26 to nil. So My a shutout. Goodness. Not very often do you see that in a final. Though a preliminary final would probably be the one where you would. Yeah, true. true. It was a good start to the game for both sides. Very physical, particularly the Broncos. They kicked off and got down and really put it to the Storm early. There was some rough stuff. There was some pushing and shoving between Harry Grant and... Um, a couple of the Broncos forwards that got quite physical. Absolutely. And As then, you said, within minutes, punch-ups. Yeah. yeah, hard-hitting, emotional, wet. Before the Broncos had a bit of a spell of possession, mm. which led to a very good build-up by the Broncos, leading to Katoni Staggs opening the scoring and scoring yeah. a really nice individual try to make it 6-0. Absolutely. Um, the Broncos did end up with a penalty... After a an attempt by a 40-20 by Walters, Kevy Walters, or not Kevy Walters, but by his son Walters, <laughs> um, with Reynolds making it 8-0 at half. So really not much between them in no. the first half. On paper, it looked well, like it was a close on game. On the scoreline, you could slowly see after the first 20 minutes, yes. those Storm players, once they got into their bench, yes. they really started to slow down. And the Storm just, where you could see them kind of slowly but surely getting sopped. It's they true. The Broncos were actually just grinding them down play by play. And honestly, the majority of the possession for pretty much the whole game was for Broncos. It favored them. Mm-hmm. They were physical, hard yakka. Um, I don't even know. Did the Storm even turn up? <laughs> they couldn't get a foot mm. in the door. It was not good. Coach did have what looked like a try in the corner too, which would have made it a very interesting game, but it was actually a callback. Mm. He did lose the ball as he went to ground it. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the second half where, again, physical start again, but mm-hmm. the Storm just didn't quite have that step. And every set the Broncos had, they were slowly but surely getting more and more confidence. They That's were getting true. more and more meters. Before, guess who? Reese Walsh. Yeah. Takes a great ball. Ends up taking a step, dummying, and then doing it himself, scoring mm-hmm. the try to break it open in the 50th minute. And then basically the the Broncos didn't look back from there. They just Absolutely. had possession. They had the attack. Jordan Rickey scores, makes it 20-0. And then, unfortunately, really heartbreaking. Yes. 
Ryan Pappenhausen, who had to come in um, kind of relatively early due to some injuries to the back line of the Storm, including Xavier Coates. Mm. He comes in um, and has what was thought to be a very gruesome lower leg injury. Yes. Um, good news, it's come out that he had surgery in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and they are hoping that based on the success of the surgery that he may be ready to get out there for the Storm the start of next season. That's so really huge. good news for him. Yeah. Really yeah. great news for the Storm and all of the rugby league kind Honestly, of community was holding their breath. So Absolutely. All of NRL felt yeah. for him. He was having so, a, he's had a really yeah. rough year and a half since he went down with a, a bad knee mm. injury um, back in the 2021 season, I believe it was. Mm. So he had to work his way back. He played a little bit with the Falcons down in the lower grades and then was able to get called up for this game. Um, just freak. It, I don't think you could say anything like no. he wasn't ready to go. I think he was, but it was just a freak kind of incident that he had. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he should be hopefully, knock on wood, back for the Storm soon. And with that in mind, though... Storm are dropping like flies. They're in yeah. a bad way. Next week is going to be brutal. They've got to pull something out. And I don't know if they have much left. Maybe. Yeah, and we're recording this on Sunday night. So just after the last elimination final, which we'll mm. get to at the end here. Um, so we don't quite know team lists. We don't know judiciary. We don't know injuries yet. So stay tuned for a blog mm. post um, on MyGarantWife.com. We'll kind of update that and go through some of the big exclusions, people that won't be playing. And, um, you know, we'll do our predictions today, but we don't know. Things could change. What I do know is the teams that are going to be playing next week in that, um, you know, from now on it's elimination finals. Yeah. They're going to be hurting. Yeah, It's really going to benefit <laughs> the Broncos. And the next, next team we're going to talk about, yes. the Penrith Panthers, in the fact that they'll have back-to-back really tough games, I'm sure. So yeah. Broncos do win this one, the final 26-0. to nil. Um, It was close. It was physical. Mm. But the Broncos will be happy to be able to rest their players next week, mm-hmm. um, whereas the Storm will go home to defend in Melbourne, but will be up against another game team. So They'll do what they can in a week, but gosh, there's a lot to recover from. Well, then we move to my boys at Bluebet yeah. Stadium at the foot of the mountains. Penrith Panthers up against the Warriors, probably the surprise team of the comp this year. Mm-hmm. Many people weren't even picking them to be in the top eight this year. Many people were picking them towards the you know the spoon territory, yeah. but the Warriors in the top four for the first time in many years. Mm-hmm. And look, they they showed up, but they were down their leader in Sean Johnson, and yes. you could see it. Their attack was toothless; they didn't have anything. Yeah, and Penrith just completely dominated the first half. Uh, yeah. They score a nice try to start off with To'o getting a beautiful pass from front rower Moses Leota. Within the first five minutes, yeah, exactly. And then not long after this, Nathan Cleary loses his shoe and is still able to set up Mardo for the try. Um, It was all Penrith for the first 25, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Really, the Warriors didn't have much to offer them. Um yeah, I mean, what else can you say except for the fact that the Warriors didn't seem like they really showed up to play, and they got battered. Like, yeah. that first 20 minutes, Penrith just ran them to tatters. You're right. It was a hard-hitting game from the get-go. The Panthers were tight, organized, and computer- communicating like a well-oiled machine, and everywhere that the Warriors went to look for something, some sort of break, they were just ground down. The Panthers mm. were all over them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, and then we see, you know, there is a bit of fight back from the Warriors where DWZ scores a, a highlight real try on the wing, sending it back inside to Wade Egan. But really, yeah, the big story of this game, I think, was control. It was yes. really controlled. Penrith played their game the whole game. They they were able yeah. to pin the Warriors deep. They couldn't get much out of it. They mm-hmm. forced mistakes. They forced turnovers. They completed their sets. Yeah. Almost On perfect point. finals football is yeah. what Penrith played. Um, and it was really good for me, obviously, being a Penrith fan. The biggest thing that I came out of it was they came out, I think, relatively healthy. Didn't yes. look like anybody hit any um, major serious major injuries yeah. we will see as the week goes on if there's any issues but obviously with the week off that'll help yes um the other whereas, thing i yeah. pointed out to you as well was that Lua wasn't playing mm-hmm. and they're still running so mm-hmm. smoothly and on point so that brings questions to his contract and that track. will be the talking point for the next two weeks for the yeah. panthers is what will Ivan Cleary do? Jack Cogger's filled in very, very well in yes. that six jersey since Luai's gone down. Absolutely. Um, he played really well. He He's not asked to do as much as Luai, but mm. he plays a very similar role. He's a bit smaller. Mm. He's probably not as good defensively as Luai. Though yeah. Luai's not a great defender. He's just tenacious sort of thing. Yes. But yeah, that'll be the talking points before whoever they end up playing in that next level. Um, in the qualifier, it's... It's really, what do they do? Do they keep Jack Cogger in that six jersey or flu eyes ready He's to go? Working. Do they put him in? Yeah. And you're right. It will come down to contract because mm. is this how they kind of say goodbye to Luai? Is it going to be one of those things where they yeah. say, unless they're lucky enough to have Luai for the grand final. I mean, yeah. I know I'm stepping ahead, the qualifier, let's say, and they play him <laughs> in a bench role or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, true. An interchange. So, we'll wait and see. But yeah. it was an Excellent performance by Panthers. They took the win 32-6 to over the Warriors. Warriors just couldn't get a break. Everywhere they went with it, they just got blocked ground down. Yep. Outplayed, really, at the end of the day. Hopefully they can bring something to the match next week. Yep. Um, stay tuned. Look out for that blog. So that's the preliminary finals. As we said, none of the teams in this had to win or be out so obviously warriors and storm now have to play next week Mm -hmm. and let's talk about the first game here sharkies and roosters in terms of elimination finals we had some crackers so obviously (laughs) the first couple of games the preliminaries the intensity wasn't quite there Mm because it's not an elimination final this time there was some intensity and particularly when we're talking about the ending of the game but let's start it off sharkies come out really strong Mm -hmm. sharkies end up scoring first with Katoa in the 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Sharkies started off really well. They fed off their home crowd. A lot of people gave them a bit of, I don't know, gruff for the fact that they only have 12,000 people at Shark Park. But they were loud. They were yeah. behind them. Yeah. Um, and Nico Hines was great to start the game. He was controlling play. He was kind of sweeping left and right. Correct. He was playing really, really well. Yeah. And then as the Sharks are building more and more pressure, Roosters with Walker, who has only been back in the side for a few weeks now. His knee was strapped heavily before the game, and he actually goes on report for a high shot, yeah. which leads to um, the Sharkies being able to Take keep the pressure in. going. Yeah. Um, his knee wasn't right for the rest of the game, but he stuck it out for the whole game. Pretty tough kid. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for the Roosters, though, as they went to half, it was only 6-0 at half, but they did lose their gun winger, Joe Suwali. So yes. they actually had to move Joey Manu out of his natural center position to the wing. Kind of threw things off a little bit, but then we break into the second half. 
Mm. And the roosters started to string things together. They finally were clicking. The first half was messy for them, for sure. Mm. And then, as you said, the second half, they came out. Like the first half, well, the whole game was hard hitting. That was on both sides. Everyone's going to be sore, let's be honest. It was a low scoring game, but Mm. you're right. Roosters didn't even really have anything organized together. We're not communicating in the first half. They Mm. came out a different side, which was interesting because... I mean, there was a lot of issues with Teddy in the yeah. second half. <laughs> Teddy had a couple poor reads, a couple bad drops. He, we'll get to it in a second. Yeah. But um, Joey Manu looked dangerous the whole game. Mm, he did pick up a bit of a knock. We'll see how he kind of bounces back from this. But he did score for the Roosters to mm. break the deadlock and make it 6-all. Yes. And then young gun Siwa Wong, he's... Yeah. Brand new to the team this year. He's yeah. had to shift to the centers after the injury from Suwali. And he was great. He ended up tackling his butt off. He was had some yes. really nice runs. Yeah. And then the Sharkies, kind of on their heels, are able to get a turnover. They're able to get a line break. And mm. Teddy has to hustle his butt down, makes the tackle, oh, but t- then doesn't come square at the play of the ball. And a silly brain fade for him. He gets yeah. sent off 10 in the bin. Oof. And the Roosters end up giving up a try to Ronaldo Molotalo. It looked like it was going to be more. They kept, they just kept the pressure on. The Roosters yeah. had to sort of stay with it. Don't know how they dug deep. Yeah. Um, And then Nico Hines, after missing conversion, Nico Hines gets a penalty. 12-6. And the Sharkies really at this point looked in control. The Roosters didn't have yes. much behind them. Yeah. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, Sio Wong scores on a kick that there didn't look like there was much in it. Yes. He gets it. He puts the ball down. And it's tied. Mm-hmm. It's tied. Where has this come from? Yeah. Unreal. It was an easy try for them as well. Mm. And in the 69th minute, it all of a sudden opened up the game again. And that goes then to Sam Walker. Five minutes later. Who secures the deal with a field goal. With a messed up knee. With a messed up knee. Beautiful (laughs) delivery. And he is able to slot the ball through shocking the Sharks. Because the Sharks had this game, you think, relatively in hand. And they let the Roosters right back into it. Yeah. Nico Hines has not one, Mm. but two chances (laughs) to tie it up late. Yeah. Including one of them. With only seconds to go. Literally seconds to go. Unreal. The cool thing about it for the Roosters, it wasn't Joe Nobody. It wasn't Lindsey Collins who had an amazing game. Yeah. It was your two superstars. Tedesco, who had a bit (laughs) of a shocking game. Who gets one of the charge downs. And another one from Luke Keary to seal the game for the Roosters. And of course, who comes up with the ball? Siwa Wong. So hard fought. Final. Excellent game. It was good. Unreal Roosters take this one 13 12. Mm-hmm. I posted on X. I got burned a bit here in this. <laughs> had some money riding on this game and I missed by a point. I should have just taken the Roosters to win, not no, by the yeah. line. Anyway, <laughs> Roosters go on. They will be facing the Storm in Melbourne next week. That's a huge rivalry game. We've seen it was a number a phenomenal of phenomenal game. Like, it was. Let's be honest. Every couple of minutes, it could have gone anyone's way. But it was really exciting. What to happened watch. here? I think the Sharkies. They had a couple of guys go down with some injury. Yeah, and they had stretches there where they just could not quite break through the Roosters' True. defense. The yeah. Roosters' defense is. They mentioned this on the broadcast. 
the best goal line defense team in the league, and they needed mm, it. They had yes. to do a lot of defending of their own line. They were very brave with it. True. Guys like Victor Radley, um, like I said, Lindsey Collins, yeah, uh, yeah. Matt Butcher, really, really tough. They don't have the skill they used to, mm. but they have the grit. The grit. Roosters You're do. right. You're right. So very yeah. interesting matchup next week. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but the Roosters do take the Sharkies down 13-12. And 13, you know what 12. else really shone as well? That the Roosters have experience mm-hmm. in that finals atmosphere mm-hmm. where the Sharks felt a little bit lost at times, where you had the older vets, if you will, in yeah. Teddy leading his side to say, yeah. all right, guys, keep our calm. We can get through. Yeah. And a bit of a heartbreaker, just a final note. Sharkies will farewell Wade Graham, who's been mm. there, one of their stalwarts, been on their team for years and years and years. Yeah. Bit of a heartbreak for him to go that way, the way that it did, but yeah. he played pretty well for an old guy. Um, <laughs> but Roosters, like you said, defense and experience is what's shown through for them. Yeah, absolutely. We go to Oof. our final game in Newcastle with okay. 35,000 crazy Novocastrians going absolutely <laughs> buck wild, <laughs> minus a few thousand Raiders fans that traveled north. <laughs> where the Knights nudge the Raiders in a game they probably had no business winning based on what happened later in the game. But the Knights take this one 30-28 in game of the year material. It is one of the finals, the best finals you'll ever see. Um, It had everything, It did. (laughs) And it was, there was not a minute in this game where you knew what was going to happen. You didn't know how it was going to end. So. Knights come out really strong. Greg Marju scores his 21st of the year. Yes. And then Jack Whiten is able to get one back on a dropped ball, basically. The Knights were in control, and then they just started making mistakes. They knocked it on. They lost the ball. They had a couple penalties. They just kept giving the ball back to the Raiders. I think the Raiders at one point had six straight sets, and they were pounding. Yeah, it's true. The Knights were buggered. You know what? Buggered. It's like Raiders had something to prove, obviously. Yeah. And they didn't leave them a anything on the table. Yeah. They just kept going and mm-hmm. going and going. And obviously, and it worked in their favor. By the 30th minute, yeah. the tides turned for them. And again, like we looked at the last game, Sharks and Roosters. You could mm-hmm. probably argue Sharky's one of the younger sides. Knights and Raiders, good mixture of vets. True. Raiders particularly have a lot of veteran finals experience in True. their team. Knights yeah. have a bit too, yeah. but what ended up happening was the Knights, like we said, they came out really strong, and then the Raiders, for about a 30-minute middle portion of the game, yeah. just had all of the ball. I think at one point it was 70-30 in possession. Yeah. They just couldn't quite break through the line, but they did end up taking the lead off of a, mm-hmm. what Cameron Smith called, perfect short <laughs> dropout, which went right to the Raiders, yes. and, and Trey Mooney, crazy moment for this young guy, scores his first ever try in a crazy final um, on the road yeah. against the Knights, yes. lets them have that, uh, I believe at that point, 10-6 to six lead. Yeah. Another young gun, Schilling, on the wing, he's playing, uh, I believe he was in place of, because oh, Sebastian Chris had to go down with that terrible tackle, he's down for, I think, five games, yeah. so he's coming into the side. And 16-6, at that point, it almost looked like the Raiders were going to start running away with they it. because take it. The Knights were dead on their feet. They could You're not right. get back to the line. They could not get onside. They were so tired. They had done so much tackling. Interestingly, though, the Raiders have been playing like this a lot this season. Mm. A good, strong lead. Inconsistently, half. though. 
Yeah, true. Inconsistently, but they true. do have that physicality behind them. And they they were yeah. putting it to the Knights. Knights have some physical players too, but they were doing so much tackling. Yes. Um, and then a strange play. Tyson Campbell gets tackled by Whiten. Mm. Oh, sorry, tackles Whiten and has his arm around his face. And he comes up and he goes to the ref and says, look, ref, look. <laughs> and he's got a, a visible bite mark on his arm. So <laughs> the whole crowd's going nuts. The They're famous- expecting... The two arms in the air by the referee, Sutton, sending him off to the bin. But no. Why did he bit him? He goes on report. Bite marks. Now, look this up. Apparently, you don't see guys get sent off for bites very often. They're more common than you'd expect, but it is a reportable offense. So, Maybe Jack White. Like if you pierce the skin sitch. I don't know. I don't That's know. so bizarre. But anyway, Whiten gets the report, goes on report. And then from then on, he was getting abuse heaped on him by the Nocastrian fans. Oh, yeah. Um, and then kind of there was a bit of a turn. Yes. It felt like, because that actually gave, because they had to go upstairs, they had to do some looking. It kind of gave the Knights a chance to get their a breath back up. a bit. Yes. Yeah. And then Ponga, who was like pretty much didn't even exist for the first 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. He is able to insert himself back into the game, and he makes a great combination on that right side with Dom Young, who, again, another kind of quiet player. He did some work in the middle for the Knights, but it wasn't until then that the Knights felt like they could get back into this one. And I don't know if it's just because the Raiders were dominating so much, which was a total shock to everybody, or that they were just laying low, waiting, waiting, playing that waiting game. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened there. But you're right. Ponga did come through. I think it was the Raiders. I think the Raiders took them out. Yeah. I think they kept Ponga out of it as much as they could. Yeah. They focused down on him as you have to. He's the best player. And then same with Dom Young. They just tried to key in on him as much as possible. Well, whatever happened at that 46th, um, white and bite <laughs> I guess something ignited in the nights and as you said they just stole the lead from there uh, the points started rolling in in the last 20 minutes uh, um, yeah it was unreal to watch to be honest yeah we then moved into two extra times in a finals which is just unheard of mm. there was charge downs after charge downs to get us there and it was surprising yeah yeah I, I- Post on on Twitter, like just before it happened. But I said Jamal Fogarty, his season's been really good. He's a great kicker, and then he kicks it out of bounds, <laughs> and then he gets <laughs> one of his field goal attempts charged down by. Yes, he, I can't him. remember who it was, and he gets another field goal <laughs> charged down. So sorry, Fogarty and the Raiders feel like I jinxed it pretty bad. But yeah, we go extra time, super intense, twenty eight all. Yeah. The Raiders had most of the game in hand, it seemed, in both of the the extra time yes, periods. agreed. But then we get to the 89th minute of this game after nine minutes of extra time. And Ponga, Mr. Biter himself. <laughs> yeah, it goes for one of his kind of, what he's getting known for now, those skips across the park horizontally, goes right, then he goes left, then he goes back right again. Mm-hmm. And then White comes out of the line to get him and hits him high. The referee blows it as a high tackle. And Ponga is able to slot the game-winning penalty through. Some nervous moments for the Knights right at the end as they did have to survive the onslaught from the Raiders who tried the short dropout and could not make it happen. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, the Knights avoid heartbreak, avoid um, getting run over because they were getting (laughs) run over and they're able to just keep it together and... (laughs) get nice not that win what i know 
is the Warriors, when they play the Knights next week, they're going to be playing guys that have like half dust for bones. Right? Like they were it was so beating hard each other up. I feel like each game like just stepped up a notch mm. this whole weekend until we got to that final. Like yeah. two extra times. Unreal. It's going to be hard to match right. that final for a long time to come. I don't know if the next games will make those. I mean, I just think the matchups, you look at the matchups next week. Um, we've got some good ones, but I just think you look at the teams that are playing. You look at the They're Storm. Be dead on their feet. You look at the Warriors. And yeah. while the Storm probably came out a little worse for wear compared to what the Warriors did. Mm. I don't know. I mean, the Knights, <laughs> there won't be much of them left. Yeah. The Roosters are probably, the, in my opinion, the best suited the to maybe take down the upset and win Storm. But yeah. I don't know. I just think it's going to be it's going to be a nasty, nasty flight for the Knights over to New Zealand. Well, talking of which, let's jump into it. Next week, of course, we're referring to our semifinals, the two games, elimination, do or die. Keep it together, boys. First game. In Melbourne, Storm, mm. welcome the Roosters. Yeah, and, you know, this has been a pretty, I guess, storied clash over the last probably 10 years, yes. maybe 15 years. You Roosters might. have been consistently, you know, in the top four, top eight conversations. Mm-hmm. Storm are perennial premiership favorites. Yes. Um, But, yeah, the Storm coming off their sort of embarrassing loss to the Broncos will want to put up a good fight. The Roosters did have a very hard-fought final against the Sharkies. It was hard They hitting. did have Joe Sueli, who's a very important part of their game, go off with a, I believe it was a grade one mm-hmm. head knock, mm-hmm. perhaps grade two. But he's already had a previous one in the past three months, so he cannot play in the next game, which is a big loss for them. Yeah. Um, we'll see what else happens with some of the injuries that they may have picked up. And the Storm, obviously no Pappenhausen, but... Other than that, I think they're hoping they're to have the vast majority of their team back at home. Yes. Um, also, they will have a bit more of a rest time than the Roosters as well. An extra day. Playing on the yeah. Friday. Yeah. So, what are you feeling? Early, I know we still don't know what injuries yeah. will come out for the week. but Look, at first, at first glance, I think Storm will get the win because mm. they have the... I mean, they have the advantage in terms of what they can put on the field. But the Roosters yes. have... I mean, if you look at talent-wise, if you put those two rosters up against each other, the Roosters have some really good veteran presence. They have some really good veterans that could take it. So what the hell? I'm going to say Roosters take this one. Of course you They will. go on the road, they go to Melbourne, <laughs> and they win this one. They I'm going to say they take it. They a huge upset. 20-16. to 20-16 Roosters. Yeah. I think that you're right. They're going to give it to them. They're going to really stick in for the majority of the game until something happens, something clicks for the storm, that home ground advantage. Cameron Munster? Exactly. I got to say, one player that shone in that game, even though there weren't many shining moments for the uh, storm, was Jerome Hughes. He played really well. He is coming along as one of the best halfbacks in the NRL. Absolutely. I still think I'm going to give it to the Roosters. I don't know. I just feel like they're kind of... They're feeling like a bit of a, a team with a bit of magic behind them. I don't know why. I hate to say it. I don't really like the Roosters, but you, they... You actually said you're so disappointed with your like in Teddy recently because he just hasn't oh, been no. showing up. He and has not. He, he's not the reason why they're getting through. tripping it's over his own feet. Lindsay Collins and, and... Exactly. You know, Lindsay Collins. <laughs> Queenslander. Um, 
Well, I feel like it's going to be pretty even until the last 20, 30 minutes where Storm will pull away. Storm are going to take it 24 to 12, home ground advantage, and key players that are just outshining the Roosters this whole season. Yep. Very cool. On to the next game. Yes. Jumping across the ditch. Warriors welcome the Knights. So the Warriors obviously didn't play their captain, their main man in, Sean Johnson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He went down with a bit of a calf issue and... Yes. I guess they just didn't feel like it was worth the risk. And I, Absolutely. I, I don't know. It's it's strange. If he could have played, you think he would have, but he must must have been hurt. So and they go, also, it wasn't an elimination. So they no. were probably thinking, rest him a little bit longer yeah. if we can. Mm. Yeah. But the war, rest of the Warriors took a bit of a beating against Penrith. True. Um, True. They'll also be disappointed with their performance. They play really well at home, though. And yes. the Knights, I just don't think they're going to have anything left. I think they've just left it all on the table dust. to take that against the Raiders. Yeah. I think the Warriors take this pretty easy, actually. I'm really? going to say Warriors take it 32 16. 32 Double to them up. 16. Yeah. yeah. I just think wow. the Knights will not have a lead in this game at all. I yeah. think they're going to be chasing. And I think the Warriors will be able to let the gas off a little bit. It'll be probably. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors have like an 18-20 nil halftime Oof. margin just because yeah. I think the Knights, it's going to be hard for them to get back back up after what happened. Uh, and the you... Warriors will have Sean Johnson back. They should have a bit more of yeah. an attack. And I think the other thing that's big for the Warriors is not just playing at home, but playing the first home final yes. in New Zealand. I think they said it's been 14 years or something like that. So they're going to yeah. be in front of a rocking crowd that's at, huge. Uh, in Auckland. I'm not sure where they're going to be playing it, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a huge, huge game for them. I think the crowd will be lining up just as much for the tattoo booth. Mm. <laughs> say That's crazy. Yeah, if you're not aware, the Warriors had a promotion out there where you could go down to the stadium and put your arm into a hole and get a random supporter's tattoo put on your arm. Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> um, look, it's going to be a hard game. It's going to be a really hard game. It's going to be close, I feel. I think that the Knights will bring everything that they have. They don't want this to be the end. They're on a fairy tale high at the moment. Warriors, same. It's a, a home ground advantage. They're so strong and it's been great to see them come this far. I just think at the end of the day with Ponga is precise, precision, is kicking game. They're going to just steal it maybe with a penalty and Knights will take it out 18 to 16. Mm. It's going to be close. Interesting. It's going to be a good game. I think there will be very long odds for the Knights to back up after this, but yeah. anything can happen. It's finals footy. Obviously the Broncos and Penrith get a break mm-hmm. and they will potentially, um, you know, be looking at what they want to put in place in terms of their training plans mm. and their game planning. But True. the way that it works for the finals, they'll cross over. So there's no, they will not be playing teams they've already played before. Mm-hmm. It'll be either the Storm or the Roosters up against the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. And it'll be the Warriors or the Knights up against the Broncos. Against the Broncos. So, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, big, big week next week. We're all from here on out. It is win and in, lose and you're gone. So it's do or die football. All around. Yeah. And up it's until that last game, I mean, we had the, the Roosters and the Sharks game was pretty good. But man, that Knights <laughs> and Raiders game. Credit to the Raiders. I got to say, shout out to the Raiders. I don't yes. like them. 
But man, they came to play. Ricky had them ready to go. Absolutely. Um, I just feel like Ricky was saying the whole week, don't leave anything. Yeah. Put everything out there on the table. Give it your all. If you've got to go MMA and start biting people, just do it. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to bite in MMA, but yes. All right. Well, that's another topic that we're not delving into today. No, we're not. But if you're looking for more NRL, like I said, we'll have a blog post out a little bit later. Just in terms of team lists and what the matchups look like in a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, check out that probably looking at just before the games come out. So most likely Friday. Just so we can get an idea of, of where we're kicking, um, absolutely, and what you know what's going to happen with those games, and also on mynerdwife.com, and also on Instagram, and also on X, Twitter, <laughs> and also on Facebook. Stay tuned as we kick off with our NFL season two Woo-hoo. MIW series of podcasts here. We are diving in. We are diving first. in the old 3 a.m. alarm. <laughs> Lines have been drawn. Teams have morning. been picked and backed. I'm guessing that some moolah has been exchanged somewhere, darling. There's been a bit of moolah exchange. Yeah, I thought as much. Just some futures bets. But <laughs> yeah, that'll be ongoing. Obviously, we'll have our NRL podcast. We're going to be looking to get those out a bit earlier than normal because our NFL podcast will come out a little bit later in the week. But um, check those out. Check out our Insta. Check out a bunch of posts that we're putting up there. We're all over socials. All we're over. There. Have a look. Have a Spread browse. Have a click. Have a laugh. Yep. Yeah. Shoot us a line, mydrunkwife at gmail.com or any of these socials. And have a great night. And keep it together.